Hey, this is Welby Pierce. I'm the lead pastor of Hope Rising Church. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope it inspires you, hope it builds your faith, and hope it gives you perspective to see how God is moving in your life. I hope you enjoy the message. So good to see you this morning. If I haven't got a chance to meet you, I'd love to meet you. My name is Welby. I'm the lead pastor here. And it's just amazing that we get to do this. Uh, We don't have to do this. We get to do this. And so, uh, man, we'd love to meet you uh, right after service. And uh, we're just, man, we're glad you're here, man. I I hope that this is just, it's not the end of the weekend. It's the start of the week, all right? Come on. We're starting our week off right and uh, we're, we're giving Jesus, we're giving the Lord uh, our first today and uh, giving him our best. And so, man, I'm, I'm so uh, glad you're here. It's an honor that you're here with us. Hey, we are in a series called Tag a Friend. Everybody say Tag a Friend. We're in a series called Tag a Friend. And this series is about helping you share your faith with others. I, I just believe it's important that if we our uh, Christ followers, if we are a believer, that we would learn how to share our faith with others. Maybe you're here today and you're not a believer and, and you're, just, you're, you're trying to just figure this whole Jesus thing out and what it looks like and feels like. And man, we wanna say, we're glad you're here. Man, we, 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 we exist so people far from God, people that, that don't know God, that they would experience new life in Christ. It's why we do what we do. And uh, so if that's you today, we wanna say welcome and we are glad that you are here. And so, Last week we talked about, if you, if you missed last week, we kind of briefly talked about how studies show 53% of people will never, ever step foot in a church. That we live in this post-Christian era uh, and 53% of people just will not walk into a church. And so the question we posed last week was, what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? And so I, I want to help you. Uh, with some of the things that we're gonna do, what we're gonna do, what we're gonna do about it, right? And so here, uh, just next week, can y'all believe April is just like next week, it's April, boom, we're here. And so this year is going by so fast. But next week in April, uh, we're, we're starting uh, something we're calling Hope Week next week, April 1st through the 7th. And man, this is being an initiative launched through our groups. And we are going and serving uh, this whole area, this community in different ways, different forms. And so, man, we're excited about that. Uh, we've got t-shirts being made up and so we that, that you'll be able to wear uh, as you serve sometime next week. And so you need to be checking in with your group's leader uh, as, as, uh, as you get ready to serve and make a part, be a part of that. Uh, we're feeding the teachers next week, April 4th on a Thursday, right here, the teachers right here at Spillane and uh, the whole faculty and staff. And man, I think it's, it's about 140 uh, teachers and staff. And so, man, we are, man, we're excited. I said, hey, can we come feed y'all? And uh, they're like, oh, yes, we love food. And, and so we feed them good. And so they're like, definitely come back and give us some more uh, yummy food. So uh, we'll be doing that. So if you want to help with that, we'll give you more details. But that'll be April 4th. And we just, we just love getting to serve this school. Listen, uh, if we're going to take care of anybody, we've got to take care of this school, right? Come on, y'all going to have to help me out a little bit better than that, okay? Come on, if we're going to help anybody, we're going to help this school out. And so uh, we love the school. And the principal here is just amazing to work with. So. 
so last week, Jesus, we talked about Jesus was telling the story, this, this parable. Um, Jesus, a lot of times when you read the Bible in the New Testament, Jesus talked in parables or he told stories. And so he's telling a story about a man who prepared a great feast and, and he sent his servant out to invite others to this dinner. And so the servant went out and some were making excuses. And so this uh, servant came back, told the man this, made him upset. And he said, well, go get those that are poor and those that are crippled, those that are blind, those, those that are lame. And so the servant went out and he did that. The servant went out and he, he got people that were hurting and people that, that were uh, emotionally wounded and those that were crippled by maybe something that somebody had said and, and those that, that had no purpose and no reason to live. And he went and got those and those people came. And as they came, the man said, there is still room for more. And, and, and if you've been with us this year, you know that word more as the Lord gave that and dropped it into, into my heart. And as I shared it at the beginning of the year, I was like, and I read this passage of scripture, I was like, there that word is again, let's go Jesus. And so he said, there's still room for more. And I just believe that God is using you and I to go tell people about this good news. Amen. That God is, is, is using you and using me to tell people the good news. How many know that the gospel is still good news? That Jesus is still good news today. And, and last week, as we concluded, we challenged you to share your faith with somebody. And so I, I got a cool story. Can I tell you the story? All right, it's actually not my story, but it's Enrique's story. Enrique, y'all give it up for Enrique. He's gonna come up real quick. And he's going to share what happened this week. Hey, what up, y'all? Hey, my, my name is Enrique, if you don't know me. I'm part of our dream team. So, uh, but yeah, man, it was, it, it was, it was, it's pretty funny, man, because it wasn't like something that I did on, on purpose, right? I just feel that sometimes God just has a divine appointment for everyone. So, so it was this past Friday, um, one of my weekly trips to Home Depot, Right, guys, amen now. For the ladies, it's like going to the mall, okay? And uh, so I happened to run into a gentleman, and I'm not going to say his name just in case he happens to be here. But uh, I, I always tend to run into him like every six months, seven months. And the reason I know him is because he's one of the older gentlemen that I knew when I first got saved at a particular church back when I was 18. So I know him and his family and his wonderful family, his kids and everything. So it's like every time I get, I, get, I run into him at Home Depot, six, seven months, small talk. How's your family? How's church? You know, so he's kind of up and down. There's times where he kind of leaves the church and comes back and he gets hurt and then that kind of thing, that thing happens, right? So, uh, so we're at Home Depot and like in the aisle. Just imagine Walmart, Target, Home Depot, just picture the cashiers, right? Cashiers checking basically in the front. There's a big old aisle in the front, right? So just imagine with me. I run into the guy at that aisle, and we, we're talking small talk for at least 30 minutes. And you know how you say goodbye? You really don't say goodbye. You say, hey, uh, hey uh, have a good week. And then you take like a couple of steps, and you continue talking. So that's what happened, right? So we kept on talking. So we're talking, no joke, for at least about an hour, all right? So we're talking about everything, small talk, God, church. And um, because he's been hurt um, and because, I guess, traditions at the church that he used to go to, it's been hard for him to find a place to serve God. 
And uh, so he says, hey, man, my, my walk with God is not right. And again, we're just talking, talking and talking. And uh, so he says, hey, Enrique, can you pray for me? So you know what I thought? I'm in Home Depot. <laughs> let's go to church first, right? No. So he, he caught me off guard, man. I said, well, let's pray. So we, we, we got together. Uh, you know, again, he's, he's gone to church, so he knows us in his prayer. So I said, hey, bro, look, I, I don't even need to know. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even need for you to repeat after me. Just pray. And let's get a hold of God, and I'm going to pray for you. So we bow our heads in the middle of the aisle of Home Depot, and uh, he receives Jesus. He receives Jesus into his heart again. And uh, I, again, you know, it's just, it's a divine appointment. I'm like, you know, it's like, okay, well, I got at Home Depot at that particular time. I spent five minutes in my truck before I got out and then went and I happened to cross paths with, with him again. So uh, you just never know. Just always be prepared to, uh, to, to pray. You just never know when someone needs it. And uh, he'll, you, he'll use you. He'll use me. And uh, thank God for that. So thank so God for good. that. Come on. Yeah. Thank Come God on. for that. Isn't that awesome? I'm like, wow. Wow. That's so good. He texted me this week and I was like, let's go, Jesus. Come on. Let's go. So good. And so, hey, last week we, uh, we wrapped up with this scripture. And this scripture here is actually the scripture we will use as kind of the point of emphasis for the rest of uh, this series. But it's in 1 Corinthians 9. If you're taking notes, man, I encourage you to take notes. Write this down. 1 Corinthians 9, 19 through 23. This is going to be the message version today. It says, even though I am free of the demands and expectations of everyone, I voluntarily become a servant to any and all in order to reach a wide range of people. Religious, non-religious, meticulous moralist, loose-living immoralist, the defeated, the demoralized, whoever. I didn't take on their way of life. I kept I kept my bearings in Christ, but I entered their world and tried to experience things from their point of view. Whose point of view? All right, just making sure we're on the same page here. Um, I've become just about every sort of servant there is in my attempts to lead those I meet into a God-saved life. I did all of this because of the message. I didn't just want to talk about it. I wanted to be in on it. I don't know about you, but I like to be in on some things, right? Like, talk is cheap, but let's go, right? Let's, let's get in on it. And so uh, Paul, Paul's the, the author of this, of this book of the Bible, and, and Paul is saying we must be intentional in adding value to lost people. Tag a friend. How do we share our faith with, with those that are lost, share our faith with others? Paul is saying, hey, we've got to be intentional as we add value to lost people. And so the, the message today is called this, intentional living intentional living. How are we going to live intentionally? You see, the church over the past, let's say, um, in the past, has, has been a lot about truth and not a lot about grace. Anybody grown up in church? Okay, some of us, awesome. Um, those of you who haven't grown up in church, I'm glad you're here. This is great. And so uh, I would say this type of experience kind of went would lead us into the early 2000s, all right? A list of do nots, right? We don't smoke, we don't chew, we don't drink, we don't go out with girls who do, right? Smoke, drink, or chew, we don't do that stuff, we don't go out with people who do, and, and, so, we just, and so we just 
we begin to be known as, as, as what, we, what we don't like and, and what we're not for and, and the things that, that, you know, we find something that somebody's doing and we're like, oh, we, we don't like you because you're doing something bad. But we'll gossip and we'll lie and we'll do other things. So, mm-hmm. and so, uh, so we had to come in and look the part. We had to come in and look the bike. Like when I grew up going to church, like we were in a suit and tie, right? Like when you went to church, you you, you couldn't like normally I'm in J's. Like I, I figured I'd change it up today on you, but but you know I I, I like to wear some J's. If I would have walked into church with some Jordans on uh, when I was growing up, man, I'd be looked at kind of funny. Like if I if I had holes in my jeans and and uh and and I was wearing a hoodie that was a little bit longer, man, they'd be looking at me like. Mm, somebody need Jesus today. Like, where's your, where is your vest, your tie? Where, where, where's that suit? Come on, where, like, like anybody growing up in church like that, like that was the kind of church we grew up in. And if you didn't walk in looking like you're ready to go to church, giving God your quote unquote best, then don't show up. And so we learned how to dress the part. We learned how to speak the part, brother, sister, I always thought that was a little weird. Like I know, <laughs> like I know in, in, in the New Testament, there's, they're addressed as, as brother some. And I just, I was like, you know, I'm not your brother. Like that's weird. Like, like bro, bruh, homie. Like I'm good with that. But, but like brother, brother Pierce. I'm like, what is going on here? Like I'm 16. I'm just like a kid. Let's go, you know? Um, I just, I don't know. So, so we learn how to, how, we learn the buzzwords, right? We learn how to talk. We learn how to say amen in the right spot. We learn how to hallelujah. And we learn how to, oh man, the music's up right here. Man, I'm going to raise my hands right here. I don't even care. I just, I'm going to, because I'm going to make them think that I'm living in a certain way. Have you ever been in worship? And you're like, I ain't, I'm not worshiping a bit. Like, I don't even care. Like my life is horrible. I don't even know if I love God in the moment. Anybody been there before? Come on. We're real people. All right. We're real people. And, and so, but you just like fake it. You're like, whatever, I'm gonna make them think everything's good. And so we learned how to play church. We learned how to play church because we had to. Then early 2000s, right, begin to transition and the church swings all the way to grace, all right? A whole lot of grace and not a lot of truth. Now, I'm, I'm sure churches were telling the truth, but, but and speaking the truth, but, but we, began to, we, began, we began to focus all about grace. And I believe in grace, but, but it was kind of like everybody gets a trophy. Like, like oh, everybody, everybody's playing. We all are winners. Now, I don't know about you, but I, my, my son is an instructional t-ball. And that means that they don't know how to play. And, um, and, and Ed, like you bat all, all nine, ten batters, however many people on your team, you, you bat around every inning, all right? You, just, you run to first and you stop. You run to like, and, 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 and the kids after, after the game were like, did we win? We're like, yeah, you won. But deep down inside, I'm, I'm dying because we don't keep score in instructional t-ball. It doesn't matter because everybody scores. It's a tie at the end of the game technically, but it drives me crazy. And so the church kind of was like, everybody gets a trophy and, and, and we all think we're the best and everything's great. 
And, and I kind of feel like the, the pendulum is, is, is shifting a little bit. Trying to, you know how, how the, like if you've seen a clock or grandfather clock, that the, the pendulum goes from one side to the other, one side to the other. So I feel like the church has been all about truth for a long time with not a lot of grace. I feel like the, the church kind of swung way over here. It was, like, it was like, that's not really the best way. So we're going to swing in. We're going to offer a whole lot of grace and we're not going to really, really, use necessary. We're not going to speak a lot of truth into your life. We're just going to, we're just going to give you all the grace. And now I kind of feel like the church is trying to find this, this balance, right? This balance of uh, a healthy balance of truth and grace. You see truth with grace is meaningful. It's kind of like dessert with coffee, right? Like dessert is this this grace, it's, it's good. And, and everybody should have a little dessert, right? Right? Like last night, we, we, I, I love, I, I'm having this affinity with crepes. Love crepes, man. And um, if you want to go have some sweets and coffee, call me, all right? Let's go. I don't care. It could be like nine uh, in the morning or nine at night. I'm ready to go, all right? Um, and so, but so at home, we started, we don't make the crepe because the crepe takes too long and whatever. So, so we do our tortillas. Come on. And so, um, because everything's better with a tortilla. And, and so we put like this Nutella and peanut butter and these bananas on it. And um, we put it on the skillet. Oh, it's so good. It's 30, 10 o'clock at night. It's all right. Don't judge me, okay? And so, so I'm having this, this, this sweet thing, this grace, right? But, but how many know sometimes coffee by itself can be a little bitter, right? And, and, and so, so I got this grace with this truth. I've got this sweet with this bitter some, but, but when it comes together, it's like, mm, ah, it's so good. It's so delicious and I love it. And when truth is accompanied with grace, it is an amazing thing. It's kind of like when a kid's playing in the street. And the dad or the parent says, don't play in the street, it's bad. You're gonna hit, get hit by a car and die. Truth, right? Now, as of late, as the church, right, we, we now kind of say, oh, look at the kids playing in the street. Isn't that so cute? Man, one day they're gonna learn. Yes, they will. They're so cute. They're so sweet. Look at them. Oh my goodness. But what the kid really needs is the parent to say, hey, I've already told you multiple times to not play in the street. It's not really that safe. Why don't you come and play in the yard so you don't get hurt, right? Hey, 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 bro. Hey, like, like I know, like, like I've, been, I've been talking to you. I've got relationship with you. Come on, somebody. Like you need some relationship with some people before you speak some truth into people. And so, so I built a relationship with Chris and I, I see Chris, he's playing in the street, doing some things that maybe it's gonna hurt him or his family. And I'm, be, I'm able to say, hey, bro, do I love you enough to say, hey, not just don't play in the street, not just to say, don't do that. Hey, why don't you come hang with me in the yard? Let's go to a safer place. Let's go to a place where, hey, we may not have it all figured out, but hey, I wanna be around you because I'm gonna give you some truth, but I'm gonna give you some grace as well. I'm gonna love you. I'm gonna mess your hair. No, I'm not gonna mess your hair up. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna love you all that I can love you, but, but along the way, I'm gonna give you some truth. I'm gonna give you some nuggets that's gonna say, hey, hey, this is why we don't play in the street. Come on, thank you. You see, you can't expect people to give their life to Jesus one day and then have it all figured out the next. I think in church, that's just what we, we grown up, that's what we just kind of expected. Give your life to Jesus and bam! It's like just this magic like potion or something that just happens and we're supposed to be perfect all of a sudden. Cause I say, I've been, I've been saved since a kid. I'm still trying to figure this thing out. I've been saved as a kid and, and I, there's still things in me that God will reveal and say, man, you need to work on this, Welby. You need to work on this area of your life. And our church, I'm, I'm gonna let you know, our church is gonna be full of people that are trying to figure it out. Full of people that are trying to figure it out. I, I even thought this morning, I was like, man, we should we should rename our church Figuring It Out Church. We're trying to figure it out, church. Welcome to Figuring It Out Church today. We're so glad you don't have it all together. I thought, man, we need a sign out front that says no perfect people allowed because as soon as they walk in, they're going to mess it all up, all right? And so uh, we don't want to mess our flow up. So, so if you know somebody perfect, don't, uh, I hate to say this, don't invite them. Uh, so I'm just kidding. Um, but I thought, hey, we're, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna call our church, Figuring Out Church. I saw this, this, I saw this picture on, uh, on social media this week. And I, th- I thought it's, it's a good word picture right here. It says, it says, religion is, I messed up, my dad's gonna kill me. But the gospel says, I messed up and I need to call my dad. Re- religion says, I messed up. Dude, my dad's gonna kill me. Truth, right? Have you ever been there? Ever been a teenager, right? And you're like, oh, dang, I'm late for curfew. Um, I did something I shouldn't have done. I told him I was going to be somewhere, but I really went somewhere else. All right? Like, they found out, and my dad's going to kill me. Grace says, I messed up, but I need to call my dad. But look at this. Truth accompanied with grace. I messed up. My dad's gonna kill me. True. He may ground you. You may may get your car taken away. He, he, you know, he may throat punch. I don't know. He may throat punch you something. Like truth, right? That's truth. But the grace part is this. I messed up, but man, I need to call dad because there's nobody else that can help me more than my dad. Come on, that's so good. There's nobody else I can run to. There's nobody else I can call. Come on, come on. I, I've never been in jail before, but if, but if you go to jail and you get your one phone call, you're calling somebody that can help. Can I tell you that your heavenly father is, 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 is a father that can help you in your time of need, that you may have messed up. You may have done some things that, that you're not very proud of, but, but I want you to know, yeah, he's not gonna kill you this morning at all. He's not gonna zap you down with a lightning bolt, although maybe he could, He's not going to do that. We're going to call upon the Lord and be saved. So good. John 8, 32 says, you will know the truth and, and the truth will set you free. Truth. Second Corinthians 12, 9 says, his grace is sufficient for me. Grace. The truth will set you free, right? Two plus two is four. As much as you may want to think it's five, six, or seven, it's not the truth, right? It's not the truth. It'll set you free. It'll help you pass your math class. It'll help you in algebra, right? 
It'll help you pass the second grade or whatever grade. Like, like that's, this is the truth. But grace, his grace is sufficient for me. And so I'm going to walk in truth as I walk with grace. We've said things like this. How can God forgive me for all that I have done? You don't understand, Pastor Lloyd, what I've done. Man, I've done some bad things. How can God forgive me? Simple. Grace. He's already done it. He sent Jesus. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to pay anything for it. He sent Jesus. And as he sent Jesus, he didn't save you just to keep you the same. He didn't, he didn't save you to keep you the same. No, no, the more you follow Jesus, the closer you get to Jesus, the more you will look like Jesus. When you see our kids standing next to us, whether they're standing next to me or Kristen or both of us, you can tell they're our kids. They are in our DNA. They, they, they look just like us. They both have got the butt chin like I do. It's so beautiful. And it's the, it's the first thing I looked for, actually, when they were born. I was like, do they have the butt chin? Oh, yes. They look just like us. You can tell. And the more you spend time with Jesus, the more you hang around other people that are good influences and godly influences in your life, the more you will look like Jesus. Can I tell you, people don't need any more of what they already have? People don't need any more of what they already have. They are, they are searching for something to fill a void in their life. There's something inside of all of us. And, and at one point in time, there's, it's empty. There's an emptiness that says there must be more. I was made for more. And, we, and people try and go and, and seek and search out things that, that try to fill this emptiness or this void in their life. But when people look at your life, what is it that they see that makes them ask what's different about you? They're seeking, they're searching, and they see your life as a believer. And I just believe they should ask the question, what is different about them? How can they go through this trial and still be happy? How can they still go through tragedy and loss, but still stand at the end of the day and say, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. For God is a good God, and I may not understand it. I may not be able to understand on this side of eternity, but God is still a good God, and I will proclaim his goodness. Why do they want your Jesus? Why does somebody want your Jesus? I remember, I remember in high school, I think it was, it was my junior year, I had chemistry class right after lunch. And I don't know what they put in lunch at school. I don't know if they put speed in the, in the, you know, in the food. I don't know if it was the, if it was the, you know, the three Cokes I had or something, you know, at lunch, I don't know. But, but I would leave lunch and I'd go to chemistry class, and no joke, um, dude, I, I was, I, I just want y'all to know, I'm the best air drummer there is, all right? I'm really good at air drumming. 
Um, you should hear my riffs and my beats. And I mean, it's, it's just it's phenomenal. You should just trust me on that. And so um, I, would, I would have my pencils, right? And the big old lab table, black lab tables. And so we're sitting on a stool and I'm just like drumming, right? Just drumming, just always love music. And so finally this one day, this, this girl that was sitting next to me, she was like, can I ask you a question? I'm not sure what's up. She goes, why are you always so happy? And I was like, well, that's easy. I don't even have any other answer but to know that it's gotta be Jesus. And I told, I told her, I said, it's just gotta be the Lord. Like, like the, the food's not that good at lunch. It can't be the food at lunch, you know? What, what they serve is all right, but it's, it's, it can't be the food. And so, so I, told, I said, it's, it's just gotta be the Lord that, that at this time of the day, at 12 o'clock, man, I'm ready to go. God's, I, just, I just love Jesus. And she was like, all right. And I said, hey, that is why I'm so happy. You see, I believe that our lives need to be marked by his presence. It wasn't me. Maybe I was being a little annoying. I don't know. But every, every day she would, I, I was just, we'd be drumming, drumming, drumming. And she'd be like, what, what is the deal with this guy? Why is he always happy? He's always joyful. He's never down. And I wasn't trying to put a facade on. It just was who I was. It was, it was how my life was. It, was. it was an overflow of my relationship with Jesus. That'll preach somebody. Come on. That it's an overflow as, as we have a relationship with Jesus, as we draw near to Jesus and he draws near to us, there's an overflow that happens that it doesn't have to be all, of, all about me. It's not about who I am or what I can do, but he overflows out of us onto other people. And so our lives need to be marked by his presence. And I'm reminded of Moses in the Bible, in the Old Testament, in the book of Exodus. And, and, and Moses was like, God, if your presence doesn't go with us, we don't want to go. Like, if you're not there, we're not going. And the Lord told Moses, well, go ahead and go. And Moses says this statement, and I love this statement. He says this, what will distinguish us from anybody else except for your presence. You want to be set apart? You want to make a difference in your world? Have his presence go with you. See, I believe that people don't need just another experience or another church service, but people need to encounter a living God that loves them. People need to encounter the presence of the Lord in your life and see, you know what? Though it may look like everything has been taken from you and all those things may not be looking too good right now, that, that for me and my house, we're going we're gonna to wake up and we're going to go to church and we're going to serve the Lord and we're not going to fall backwards. We're, we're, we're not going to be set back, but we're going we're gonna to move forward in Jesus' name. People need to encounter Jesus and he's going to use you. He's going to use me. So how are we going to live intentionally? Three things. You can write these down. First is this, is, is be a servant. Everybody, everybody say, be a servant. Paul said, I have become a servant to reach some. Before I ever witness my faith, I always try to add value first to somebody. I always try to add value first. Now, especially since I'm a pastor, I don't, I don't typically lead with I'm a pastor. How are you? 
I, I, don't, I don't say, hey, brother, I'm Pastor Welby. What's your name? No, that's weird. Okay. Um, I, I just, I'm, I'm a normal person just like you are, right? And so, so I, just, I just leave, hey, I'm Welby. What's up? What's your name? I, I love playing golf. Golf is, 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 is great. Um, and, and you get matched up. If you don't have a, 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 a four guys together, they'll, you know, typically will match you up with some other players to kind of get the pace of the game going and all that. And so um, I love getting matched up with people and with, with guys that, that they don't know who I am. And so uh, I'm, I'm, you know, so we'll say our, you know, introductory remarks, give each other's names and be like, hey, what's up, man? It's going to be a great day. And I love just by like hole one or hole two, like they're already cussing up a storm. I mean, F-bombs and, and I don't know what kind of bombs and words I didn't even know were words. And I was like, I didn't even know you could put those words together. And I mean, they're just, I mean, just going at it. And I, I just love it, man. It, it, it's great. Uh, I'm like, this is, this is going to be a great 18 holes, man. I, th- Lord, thank you that you've um, just given me great entertainment today. And so, uh, but, but they always, eventually, once you've played a, a few holes, you're kind of, you know, you, you're, you're talking and all this stuff. They eventually, what? They ask you, hey, what do you do? I'm like, <laughs> you don't want to know. Man, you don't want to know. You really don't. And they're like, no, 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 really, what do you, what do, you do? And I'm like, are you sure? You sure you want to know? And they're like, yeah, you know, I want to know. And I'm like, well, I'm a pastor. And they're like, oh, man. They're like, no way. And they, they start apologizing. They're like, man, we're so sorry. We didn't know. And I'm like, Trace, it's all right, bro. Like, it's, it's, it's okay. I got you. Like, there's, there's grace. There's grace for you. Let's go. You see... You see, people want to know that you care before they care what you know. People, I'm going to say it again, want to know that you care before they care what you know. So earn the right to share your faith. In fact, add so much value that they will even ask you about your faith. Why are you so happy? Why do you always seem joyful? Why is there a peace in your life when I know there shouldn't be. Live your life in such a way that you would be a servant and say, God, use me. And enter their world. Paul said, I entered their world and tried to experience things from their point of view. Now this is huge. From their point of view, not yours, from theirs. When is the last time you sat across the table from somebody and just tried to hear their point of view? Hear their point of view and just listened. Now, I know we're in the South and, and, and we're in Texas. And I know probably at least 80, 90% of this room is, is pro-life. <clears throat> but when's the last time you sat across the table for somebody who's pro-choice? And, and said, just, I, I just, I just wanna, I wanna understand where you're coming from. I'm not going to try and prove my point. I'm not going to try and belittle you or yell at you or have an argument with you. I, I just, I just, I just, want, I just want to understand where you're coming from. When's when's the when's the last time you sat across 
the table, especially if you're white, and you sat across the table from a black person and said, help me understand what, what you go through on a daily basis in America. Like, when's the last time you did that? Hashtag, I don't know. When's the last time you sat across the table from a gay person and you said, help me just understand where you're at? And you don't need to give them your biblical theology and your personal opinions. We're called to love God and love people. And when's, when's the last time you just said, I just, I just want to understand you without having an agenda that says, I need you to think and do what I do. Enter the world. So I became a servant and I entered their world. Why? Why? Paul says it was for the message. It was for the message. Well, well, what's the message? Well, the message is this, that, that there is hope. The, the message is, is, that, is that the gospel is still good news. And that this life may throw things at you, things that hurt, things that, that are painful, but there's still a God that loves you and will come and bring peace and his loving arms around you and, and, and will, will, will bring a peace that surpasses all understanding. No matter who you are or, or what you've done or where you're at, no matter how bad you've been hurt or emotionally wounded, maybe you've stopped trusting people and, and stopped trusting in God. Maybe you're here and you don't even believe that, that there really is a God. I want you to know that there's hope this morning. You've done bad things. You, you've been unfaithful. You've stolen from people. You've gossiped about others. You lie. You don't tell the truth. You fill in the blank. But the message is that there's hope. What does our world need? It's hope. What does your, your coworkers at the office need? They need hope. They need to know that there's somebody that they can run to and they can go to. And although you may be their first place to go to, which I think may be a great source of strength, they need to know that there's somebody that's even greater than you. There's somebody that, that will love them more than you will. There's somebody that can heal them on a level that you can't heal them. They need to know that, hey, there's somebody that loves me. And not only will I receive grace, but I will receive his truth. And it is his truth. By his truth, I will be set free. Because what the enemy meant for bad, God will use for my good. What the enemy meant for bad, I believe God will use for our good. I don't just believe it, the word says it. We've all been through some bad. Whether it was by your choice or somebody else's, 
Maybe some of the bad you've gone through, you had nothing to do with. It wasn't your fault. I just believe his word is true, that he will use it for your good. How can I add value to people? How do I live intentionally? Paul made himself a servant to all that he might gain the more. There is still room for more. There was this boy on the, on the shore of a beach and, and from a distance, this man looked out and saw this boy and the boy was just reaching down and picking things up on the shore and just throwing, throwing things back into the ocean. This man walked up, on, walked up to this boy and he, he said, hey, he said, hey, what, what are you doing here? And, and the boy said, well, well, the tide is moving out and, and there's starfish and, and these star, I'm picking up these starfish and I'm throwing, throwing them back into the tide because if I don't, they will die. And the man said, I, I hate to tell you this, but, but for miles and miles and miles, there are starfish all along the shore. There's hundreds, if not thousands of starfish. I, I hate to break it to you, but you're not really gonna make a difference. The little boy stopped and he looked at the man and he heard what he said, but politely just kind of reached down and he picked up another starfish and he threw it into the ocean. The little boy looked up to the man. He said, I made a difference in that one. Can I tell you that it's, it's not in the masses all the time. It's in the one. Jesus would even leave the masses. He, he would leave the 99 so he would go after the one. He, he would be in, in a crowd of people, but he would stop everything for the one. Easter's coming up, and as you sat down, you saw one card in your seats, one invite card in your seats, and I just believe that, that each invite card has a name attached to it, has a family attached to it. It's not just the invite card. Hey, come to, come to Hope Rising at Easter. In fact, you don't have to wait to Easter to invite somebody. Hashtag tag a friend and bring them next week. But, but we want to give you tools so that God can use you to save somebody's life. Don't be, don't buy into the lie that there's too many people, I can't make a difference. No, just, just one. Let's just start with one. We don't need you to invite all 1,256 people from your Facebook page to Easter. We just need you to hand this to one this week. I became a servant. I entered their world. 
because of the message. Because there's a message of hope that people still need to hear. I know we're in the South, but you would be amazed at the amount of people that have not grown up in church, that don't know Jesus. And even in this area, I've heard people say, I've never heard about a man named Jesus. Jesus, help us. Help us walk along the shore and find the one that needs their life saved and use us to do it. Thank you for joining us in the Hope Rising podcast. Visit us online at hoperising.co. If you're in the Cypress, Texas area, we would love to connect with you on Sundays, 10 a.m. at Spillane Middle School. Thanks again for listening. Have a wonderful week.